Hey family, on this episode, we go to Chad Hopkins' house and we open his fridge. Inside his fridge is a vast collection of many beers collected over the years. And he needs some help drinking some of these. So what we did is gathered a bunch of brewers in the industry at one table. And tell you what, this is one of the coolest experiences of my life. I had Jeremy Gross of Grid City, Jackie King of Ogden Beer Company, Nils and Bowden of now Salt Lake Brewing Company Top of Maine, and Patrick Bork of Offset. Listening to six brewers at one table, combined forces just to talk shop, was one of the coolest things I now get to share with you guys. So hopefully you enjoy. Listening to the Tastemasters, where we sit down and learn from artists within the world of craft beer, liquor, and various fermentation techniques. All right, guys, welcome to Chad's Fridge episode. I have some of my near and dear friends in Chad Hopkins' house. Chad, you have like 50 fridges full of beer. I do. And Wait, you brought up like three cases. Let <laughs> me top them to a little bit. And so I, at this table, we got some heavy hitters, some of my dear friends. I have Jeremy Gross, Jackie King, Niels and Bowden, and Patrick Bjork. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Charcuterie and beer. So, Chad, um, I want to start by saying congratulations. Uh, it's an order. Uh, Thank you. You officially own Hopkins Brewing. I do. And so Did you're- the thing. And you, yeah, it took about five years, but congrats, man. That's a huge- Thanks. Appreciate Step that. in the right direction. Uh, this is your table, your show. Let's. Uh, what do you want to open up? I don't know. We have so many beers here. Um, I think we start out with some good beers. Our <laughs> palates are still fresh, and then uh, then we kind of destroy them from there. Okay, so, let's go. Um, all right. So, I mean, should we start off high here with a Cantillon Goose? Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> let's, let's do it. First. Let's do it. Let me Absolutely. grab a bottle opener. So while while Chad's doing that, I want to say congratulations to the rest of you guys. Uh, Jeremy, congrats this year. Looking back, it's kind of the end of the year, beginning of next year. Congrats on winning a JBF medal um, for a style that I think is very underappreciated. It's a brown ale. Uh, yeah, I didn't win a GABF medal, but no, I won a World Beer Cup. Excuse me, my bad. How was that? My bad. So much worse. worse. <laughs> but congrats, I, maybe, man. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe better. So, well, thank you, man. I think, thank you. better next time. Much better, yes. <laughs> Jackie, congrats on the hard year you had this year. You kicked ass. You're making Ogden sexier every day. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, Niels, congrats on uh, your promotion, taking over um, Salt Lake Brewing Company as Big Daddy, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and Patrick. You're making some of the best beer in the state, and we can all agree on that. Congrats. Yeah, but nothing nothing happened this year for me, so we'll take that, I guess. You got some medals? I don't know. You swept the house, I feel like. Still no World Beer Cup medal, though. Give I got time. lucky, man. 2024 is your year, Patrick. We have the, the official Did you already submit what you're interested in? Because we're doing the deadline on December 7th for World Beer. Yeah. But you have to, yeah. Somebody get a picture of this. We got the fancy official Cantillon basket. I'll move the red so it's, it's gonna be foamy. <laughs> oh, I got one for, no, we're good. All right. Such class. <laughs> Look at us. We're professionals, guys. Take this seriously. A loose term. <laughs> Can I get a splash of Kool-Aid in mine? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I love the basket. Where'd you get the basket? Cantillon. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Kool-Aid and um, mixed firm beers, uh, I heard a podcast recently where um, Dovetail Brewing um, in Chicago is doing 
um, multiple year mixed firm slushies. What? Well, Trendsetters, right? Yeah. Is that the next big thing? I, I mean, they, it's funny. They're very traditional, and then they're not. It's the drags right there. That's what you want to pitch into your next batch of beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Well, salute, my friends. Salute. Cheers. Salute. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, my God. Clink, 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 clink. <laughs> yeah. The plastic makes such a nice clink, guys. It does. Well, that's delightful. Oh, it's so good. Mm. It's one of my favorite beer styles. Tart, but not like too tart or sour. They do it well, right? I mean, yeah, it's a good wow. start that, off. Yeah, this is a good start. Yeah, good definitely. morning, guys. <laughs> what year is that? Just want to know what year I'm drinking <laughs> out, of pla- out of a plastic cup. <laughs> it's plastic cup. pretty much exactly one year. Oh, cool. That's great. Thank you. Nice. What it was a good year. Oh, good damn. year. Was it a good year? <laughs> All right, since we're on the goose train, should we go to the Dre Fonts name? No, we, we have to find them. Oh, wait. <laughs> What's it called when you mix all the sodas together? Oh, a suicide. suicide. Yeah, yeah. Let's just get a dump bucket going mixed, for that. Mixed firm suicide. <laughs> we're on to something. Blend all the goose with more goose. Yeah. Ooh. And then you have some rough Russian River you had. Damn. We need to add Kool Aid, though, right? Tang. Blend them and tang. Tang. Yeah. tang. Do they still make Tang? No, Tang was the rage like, you know, a few years back. I don't think people are using Tang in beer anymore. Are they? You tell me, Pat. Yeah. Uh, no idea. <laughs> I, I remember that. Oh, God, what a dark time that yeah. was. People were using Tang in beer? Yeah. yeah. Was oh. Definitely Did you a blend Florida this? brewery doing it. Yeah. Did you blend? Classic no, Florida man shit oh, right there. Not to blame Florida <laughs> for being crazy. But. Yeah. Chad doesn't it. have to drive anywhere, so he's yeah, right. just going for it. Let's go. I got a new red solo cup so for this I'm one. Just going to hand down this canty on. All right. Yeah, that's fine. So. We got a lot of beer to go through here. <laughs> how, long is it, how long is this podcast? <laughs> Three hours, guys. All your tires have been slashed, by the way. <laughs> I think you had to do two shows with Jack, right? We did a couple. Well, so the fridge episodes happened originally with Jack because I went to proper one time. And Jeff and Jack, at the time, they opened the fridge and it was just beer fell out. And I go, what in heck? What is going on? He's like, oh, we don't have a time to drink this. I got there's some beers that you don't want to drink, you know. And so I'm like, let's. I got Lauren involved, and we just went and did the same thing at Proper and opened a bunch of fridge beer, and it was great. And then the next time we had it, I made Colby come, and Colby he brought his beat saison. It's the first time I ever had it, and we had the story about the beat saison, and it was a good time. And then we were going to do a third one, but then Jack ended up leaving to the East Coast. Yeah. So then Chad had this idea a couple months ago. He's like, I have, you know, I mean, Jack, you saw some of it. Yeah. I have so much There's beer. So much Can beer. we get rid of it? I'm like, well, we have a lot of friends. Let's bring them a table. Let's throw some food in their way and drink some beer. And there's some good beers and there's some interesting beers. That's what we'll say. We'll leave it there. <laughs> some mystery beers, too. Mystery so. beers. It's got a fantastic nose. Which one do you guys like best out of the two? I always like the Dry Fontaine. <clears throat> it's just sort of has that pear sort of aspect going on with it that it's just so unique that I like. I like the nose better on this, but I actually like the, the flavor of the Cantillon more. Yeah, I'm leaning towards the Cantillon. Usually I do lean toward the Dry Fontaine, though. Fontaine. Pairs nicely with the espresso cheese I just ate. <laughs> That's as well. right, because I, I, I don't have a piece of cheese in my mouth. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. 
Yeah, those are both very delicious beers. Yeah. Yeah, what a treat. Out of Red Solo Cups. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Saturday, friends. <laughs> are we in Florida? Uh, <laughs> so I want to, instead of chat, let's, let's have someone else choose another beer. All yeah? right, let's go for it. Jeremy, I think you got to choose one. You've been eyeing one. <laughs> the ones without labels? Or, uh, <laughs> I can't see everything we have here. This is an uh, old homebrew sour of mine. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> so this is... Since oh, we're on the sour train, <laughs> we'll The up. eye contact you made <laughs> <laughs> the entire time. I loved it. I bottled this six years ago, brewed it four years before what, that. So what kind of style would you say it is? So I have Chardonnay grapes here. Oh, okay. I, awesome. So every year I used to make Chardonnay, get a, a little oak barrel, Hungarian oak. Oh, yeah. Age it for oak. a few months to a year. and Hungarian oak. <clears throat> and then I'd put oh, that French Never had a Hungarian oak? Man, so good. Yeah. It's like a cross it's between. the most manliest barrel I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's like in the it's middle ground of American and French oak. Yeah, it's pretty okay. common, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it, But it definitely imparts something different, for sure. Mm. Well, I was trying. Patrick and I were judging at the, was it the Utah Beer? Beer oh. Hive? Oh, 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 shit. oh, oh, there we go. There we go. Primitivo, <laughs> the, like the father of Zinfandel in Italy, they use yeah. Hungarian oak to age those. That's when I taste a good expression gotcha. of Hungarian oak. I mean, drink a Primitivo. I need to figure, I need to be more familiar with Hungarian. We did the Amberana barrel yeah. aged beer. Wow. Yeah. Amberana is something else. Did you guys um, try that? That's the Brazilian wood, right? It's Brazilian wood. Unfortunately, um, it is not exactly legal to use. Yeah. Um, it's highly endangered, isn't it? Well, no. It's just one of those weird TTB things. Um, apparently, oh. if it, if you're aging spirits in it, it's legal to use. Yeah, the Avoa Cachaça is aged. They have, so a, they have a version aged here's, in that. Here's your workaround as a brewer. You can use used Amirana spirit barrels. If yep. the spirit was in it before, I believe that you can age a beer in it. And the TTB B is okay with that, but fresh no. Okay, I, they're trying not to cut the trees down anymore. Is that why? Nope. Is it? Nope. It's just so this weird thing where it's oh, uh, it hasn't like classified yet. It's it's like the Tonka bean where there's right. some fear of carcinogens or something that's that's kind of unfounded but kind of there i don't know sounds like they don't want us to have fun it sounds like classic <laughs> ttb stuff yeah, right exactly. like, yeah, we might ruining our lives two again. days to two months you yeah, don't know <laughs> surprise okay so i lied about this beer i'll have to bring up the the other sour but this is a small batch we did maybe four years ago um, with that imperial red yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it's just for us pretty much just right. screwing around oh, with you stuff. Have it, like organized down there yeah, Separated. so it's, it's uh, Imperial Red with oh, cool. Ghost Pepper, Carolina Reaper, but it's it's died down. I mean, it's been it's been a few years. Cody would be willing to try it, and he was like, "This like is a- too hot." And I'm like, "No, it's not." <laughs> but I don't think it's going to be nearly as hot as it was. It's a little spicy. It's, it's there, it's, but it's yeah. not bad. Oh wow, it's still holding some heat. Yeah, it's a nice like back heat though. I don't think it's overwhelming. I need some cheese. <laughs> Give me some habanero cherry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Which one is the habanero cherry? It's, it's about four years old. Uh, it's oh, Jen, okay. It's this. white guy here. It's good. Definitely need some cheese with that, mm-hmm. though. Doesn't make it better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, I was kidding, man. Jeremy was fucking with you. Mm. Ghost pepper. Have you guys all made ghost pepper beer before? I have. Yeah, how'd it go? 
Well, when I was infusing the ghost peppers into the beer, it was one of our special nitros. We did ghost pepper mango beer for Halloween. <clears throat> I used dried ghost peppers, and I was crushing them, putting them in water to rehydrate them. And it got in the air, and Ooh, yeah. we all started coughing like we got pepper sprayed. <laughs> and it even got into the tap room. Oh, so, yeah, be careful with the ghost peppers. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good to know. But it turned out good. Really spicy. Well, yes, yeah. please. Thank you. I love spicy beers. I do, too, but... Um, Kind of weird going back and forth between the spicy beer and the uh, Fontenay and I have in front of me. <laughs> so you're not recommending to blend the two? Mm, I mean, you do you. <laughs> I've made enough jalapeno cream ale in my life to... Uh... <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm not a fan of spicy beers. Uh, but I know exactly because we blanched the pe- we blanched the fresh jalapenos, yeah. right? And it gets airborne. Right. And so a full respirator, you know, and it's, you know, some... Hell- I should have done that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Next, the, time. The Next o- time. The OG draft line d- destroyer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once we got you, we got you. <laughs> that, that happened to me, too. The ghost pepper was living in there for like six months. So I cleaned it like eight times. Yeah, there's nothing. You should just replace Every beer. Line? Oh, just replace it. Well, no, you can't. If they're in the trunk lines, right? Yeah, they're, 30, they're like 25 foot, 35 foot lines. Plus, we have a cellar stream with a bunch of fibers. And so. It took a while for it to get out. We got it out, though. All right. Yeah. Oh, Eight cleans, huh? Oh, shit. Eight, Eight cleans. cleans. Yep. How Eight many cleans. months later, right? <laughs> yeah. A couple be careful. They tell, they tell me to be careful what I put through the, oh. cell, the cellar streams because it's like this elongated membrane that is like full of fibers and a lot of surface area. That's how it's infused with uh, gas, nitro, mm. and CO2. Oh, wait. So you put this through that? Yeah, like oh. a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to cuss? Sorry. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> shit. Damn hell. <laughs> So, lessons learned. <laughs> yeah. It's not in there anymore. It came out eventually. The when ghost we... left. The ghost was hanging out for a bit. But was that last year's Halloween? Now. Like 2019? No. 22? 21? It was 22. 22? Good, good old haunted draft lines. Haunted nope. draft really line. played into the Halloween aspect, right? <laughs> really did, man. Really did. Some right. people would come in and like crush like four of those beers. I couldn't. like. I took one taste and I was like, I'm not drinking that beer again. Yeah. Damn. But people like their spice. People no. like their spice. No. I mean... We, I went and had Jason Stocks smoked porter the other day. James Weed uh, made some smoked malt, and he, he put it on draft the other day. Nice. nice. I should try that. It was lovely. London London Dungeon, I think he called it. I yep. love the name, man. Yeah. My he has songs. a Misfits uh, song yeah. right there. Or, uh, Beautiful. Yeah, he drew it himself. I looked at yeah. it, point at it, I'm like, that's a good Led Zeppelin song. <laughs> you about smack me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't say that to <laughs> Mr. Danzig Stock. wrote that song when he was in a London prison. Oh, for real? Yeah. Man, Jeremy, you know everything about everything. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I'm just making shit up. No, that's actually true. <laughs> all right. Nils, I say, I say you try something. Um, Bring her open. Oh God. We're all on fire. My mouth's yeah, on fire. Yeah, I so. know, right? My mouth is not on fire. It's that coffee, Jackie. I know. The coffee kills it. Let's go one of the, one of, one of the mystery out. beers. <laughs> mystery. What's the lowest, lowest fill out of the mystery beers? That's what I choose. <laughs> I love this. Neil's Maybe that was proper. Neil, fuck off. <laughs> Let's make you head fucking brewer. Yeah. Uh, director of brewing operations, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Ooh. Fancy title. I that oversee is. places. <laughs> Happy Saturday, guys. <laughs> so, where's this one from? Proper, according to the. Cap mystery cap. proper mystery Gifts proper beers. Oh boy! Here so we it's go. not a home brew with no. the proper. It's an actual proper beer. Actual proper. 
So I'm going to assume. I, I don't know if you know what any of these beers are. <laughs> You're just trying to haunt, haunt. They take just, it off me. You know, brewers bring you gifts over the years and they go in the stash and then you yep. forget about them. <laughs> <laughs> she's sweet she's sweet Woo. yeah it's a super interesting nose yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna turn my smoked beer afraid. glass into <clears throat> red solo cup well, my palate's wreck so smoked beer I taste cacao I guess yeah. pepper beer mm. smoked beer pepper you taste chocolate I think it potentially is barrel aged Yep, there's some funky, weird, oxidized barrel Whoa. character in there. Not one I'm going to drink. <laughs> yeah, where is that dump bucket? <laughs> no, I mean... It's right here. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> is that big enough? You might want to get this a bigger one. <laughs> my original homebrew cuddle. I'll um, say. <laughs> nice. That's thin as hell. Super thin. Just kind of chocolatey sweet. I mean, for a low fill, that's who knows how old it is. I mean, it's not that bad. It's not as oxidized as I would think it would be. No, you hoped it would be. I, would <laughs> <hope>. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I mean, any sense of decorum went out the window with the. And I'm not, bl- I'm not blaming <laughs> proper brewing for brewing a bad beer, but it was just a low fill. Yeah, it was yeah. quite yeah, a low fill. It was fill. a very low fill. Yeah. It has nothing to do with proper. No, it has nothing to do with not it. a bad beer at all. It's Chad's fault for keeping a low fill in his fridge for God knows <laughs> <laughs> It's Chad's fault. He's not going to throw away beer. Right. I'm just going to use my cup as a dump beer. Mm-hmm. That one. Oh, okay, yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. We, we got plenty of... I got more cups downstairs. There's more solo... <laughs> fine dining. Fine, fine dining. So fine china is still here. All right, Jackie, you're up. I like this Russian roulette game. Oh, God. We just got to get one empty and we'll do spin the bottle for the bottle. <laughs> Um, I think we need to do the Uinta because I have just been dying to hear this story. Oh, so, yes. yeah. So we gotta, so Chad, we gotta do it now. How did you come across this beer? Um, I want to say one of you guys gave it to me, but uh, I did give it to you. I oh, think. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Sean Smith, I remember the story. The Sean Smith before he left Strap Tank, he gifted me a case of this. Whoa. And I, I'm still holding on to two. Had that's, one. That's where that case went. <laughs> and, I threw inventory all off. And uh, this was before he left the first time. And <laughs> anyway, so he told me about this, and this was the first time I had a quote unquote Brett beer. And I heard some, I heard his version of the stories, and I gave one to Chad, and here it is. Ta-da! This is a pretty cool beer. Um, I remember thinking you, uh, UNS Brett program was really fun and creative, and the stuff that came out of it, I thought was really good. Um, you know, one of their uh, um, mixed firm beers actually won like a like a silver under Rodenbach in the Brussels Beer Challenge. Um, it was a really cool program with a very short life. Um, no one seemed very excited by it, unfortunately. But I thought these beers were cool. I loved it because nobody was really doing stuff like that in Utah. I had a couple of them; they were great. Yeah, I think it was a little too too late, or I'm not. I don't know. Beer uh, mixed firm was kind of on its way out a little bit, you know, it's still around, but it's not really a money maker anymore. And when you're a production brewery, you got to make a little money, right? Mm. Yeah. It's a lot of work, a lot of space. <laughs> and Bring- if you end up dumping 10 to 20% of the barrels like that really eats into your profit, yeah. right? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, that hurts, but, and it's hard. It's, you know, when you're, 
when you're having conversations about saving money when it uh, pennies uh, pennies on malt and you're dumping full barrels, you know, it the accountants start wondering what's going on. Mm. So it, it's a it's a passion project that these kind of beers. Didn't you just tell them you're being creative? They didn't want to hear it. <laughs> hey, creativity <laughs> doesn't make money. This was made in, I guess this was bottled on in 2016. Holy shit. In the before times. In so the is this before the Jacked? This is before like yeah. the base the beer is similar to the Jacked or is it totally different? I don't know if you were I, there when I don't we made know. the Jacked. I, I don't know if I was even there for a Jacked, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I just remember walking into the Brett program, the room where the Brett program was at Uinta, and there you walk over a white line of powder <laughs> into the barrel room. Cocaine. You're hoping it's cocaine. off the floor. It was really impressive to see a production brewery keep everything clean. Jet. And not have cross contamination. It was super cool. So that was a. Um, I gotta give. I gotta give a nod to uh, Isaac Winner. That was that was his like uh, baby. That whole thing. And he took the. Um, he took the program very seriously in terms of like you know you're bleaching your boots on the way in and out. You're you're not even taking a risk of cross contamination. Um, changing gaskets. All all the responsible stuff you <clears> should <throat> do with mixed firm beers. Wait. Was that uh, in the MDC? Did that become the Brett area? It did. So now it is the bread area. Yep, that bottle line is spreaded. <laughs> I, don't even, I, don't know, uh, I don't know if that bottle line still exists in that mm-hmm. at all. It was they only made two. So oh, really? When when you're trying to replace parts on something like that, so you did like real like mixed fermentation in barrels, and then actually put it oh, into yeah. a tank, and then mm-hmm. yep. so you had separate hoses, separate hoses, separate, tanks, separate gaskets. Separate I mean, the tanks. tank you could probably. Well, bring that back you, to life. You're, you're right. I mean, this this um, this beer specifically, I believe, was brewed in one of the regular fermenters, um, and we we purchased a, a separate diatomaceous earth filter just for wow. those beers, and we parked it outside of the the fermenters. It was we bought it from Wasatch, yeah. actually. Yeah. Oh, I know that filter. Yeah, it was not. It wasn't fun. <laughs> no, it's yeah. Uh, I think we I think we blinded um, the first run, uh, clogged that filter within a. Ten barrels of, yeah. of a two hundred and forty barrel run. Yeah. Yeah, I ran that why filter it, for a long time. Why did common? they insist on you filtering it? Uh, I think I think you uh, at the time just thought that everything needed to go through a filter. I think yeah. I think we quit. That was when we quickly changed our mind after breaking. Down, <laughs> spending fifty thousand dollars on. Uh, well, after breaking down the filter and watching Brett like fly all over the yeah. the regular clean production area because when you dump those filters, that oh, yeah. air goes somewhere. And you're um, shaking those plates. And I think I think we're all looking at each other, and I think there was a immediate decision at that moment that, uh, hey, a little haze and beer is okay, right? <laughs> I mean, we're talking 2016, right? Yeah, haze right. was not okay for for a minute. No. But. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so I can still smell the spices. Yep. Mm-hmm. Stand up. It's nice. Not too much. Not too much bread on the nose, in my opinion, though. What barrel? What kind of a barrels? American, like yeah. bourbon barrels or just? Most likely bourbon barrels. That's yeah. all I really saw at UNF. For... Probably like depleted barrels. I would say third, fourth use maybe. Uh, I don't think UNF ever went past a second use on Even a barrel. Even the mixed. Yeah. The bread is like super subtle in this, but the spices have held up. It's crazy. That's okay. really nice. The gentle baking yeah. spice. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, you know, this beer kind of suffered from the... Um, the you know the 
the pumpkin hatred that, that goes on. <laughs> but I thought it was kind of a unique take on the the, the whole pumpkin thing, and it, it kind of went under the radar. But <clears throat> so we gotta go to the story. Jackie wanted to know the story. Yeah. So you brewed this beer. I I brewed one one of these beers. I it, it was only made once, so it might have been this one. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, I finished brewing this beer um, covered in wastewater. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so UNA has a wastewater treatment facility inside of its building. It's a big enough brewery that it has its own treatment facility. Um, something had gone wrong, something clogged, something downstream, and wastewater was erupting out of the top of these tanks and just water falling against the wall. And I was the only person in the building, so I called the brewmaster at the time, and I asked him what he wanted me to do about it, and he said, go around the back, open the door, and uh, there should be a valve. You might have to stand up on a pipe or a ladder and <laughs> close this valve, and it will divert everything away from that, and then we can deal with the situation. There's about um, six inches of wastewater on the floor and these waterfalls going on out of multiple tanks. And uh, so I tried to do that, and my key didn't work. Apparently, I didn't have the proper clearance to open the back door. So I asked him what he wanted me to do next. He's like, you got to go through the entire room. You got to get to that valve in the back and stop this problem. Good luck. And uh, so I, I I grabbed a canning line slip sheet. And I put a trash bag over my my shoulders, put, poked my head through, and um, ran through the room as fast as I could. <laughs> ran through waterfalls of uh, wastewater um, cascading down upon me um, and got to the back <clears throat> and closed the valve and, and went out. And the trash bag kind of helped and the, the, the shield of slip sheet kind of helped. But uh, <laughs> I was pretty much covered in the worst smelling wastewater ever and uh, halfway through a brew. He and means shit water. <laughs> <laughs> so I so I finished the brew smelling uh, just as bad as I've probably ever smelled in my life. And uh, oh my god! Yeah. But you got you got a huge raise. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got Did all the credit on the head. Yeah. Beer was still made. <laughs> so that's what this taste smells that's, like. Yeah, tastes yeah. like. So that's, that's a subtle hint. It's not wastewater. I want to make it clear to anyone listening. Making beer at Uena, you're sitting in an office. You're not touching the product. Uh, now, my stinky ass self did not touch any ingredient involved in this afterwards, <laughs> except the chair I had to sit in. And it shows. <laughs> and it shows. That chair was also burned. <laughs> Patrick is using air quotes right now <laughs> the entire time. Oh man, well done. And you still brew to this day. I would have quit. <laughs> Fuck that. I, I thought about it multiple times. <laughs> hey, man, wow. your shit water day is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what. But the slip, yeah. Good idea. Yeah. <laughs> now we know. Try, okay. to, try to use it like a Captain America shield or something, just running yeah. through there. I'm, I'm envisioning this, and it's hilarious, and I love it. Mm. Yeah, I, I think about it from time to time. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> so when I worked at How far has come? <laughs> when I worked at UN, it was a little more manual. I was working on the 40-barrel system, and I've had some, I had some rough nights there, man. Like, we yeah. were graining out in a manual graining system, and you don't have everything tied down perfectly. Yeah. We use compressed air to, <clears throat> along with the auger to, to move out the spent grain. And I remember specifically one night, I was brewing Tilted Smile Imperial Pilsner, and I was on my last brew, and the whole trailer was full of grain, so I was on the very last section of the trailer. Had everything tightened down, had, you know, it was grained out perfectly, and uh, so went ahead and grained out, finished my night, it's 12.30 at night, and I go out, and there's a gigantic 
pile of grain that had moved on me. Oh. And so there's like, you know, Outside the a trailer. full dump of grain sitting on the ground. And you had and to put it in the trailer. Yeah. Damn. Yep. Except I didn't. I went home. <laughs> but I woke up at six in the morning, came back, and uh, just wrote a chat a little note. That night, I was like, Chad, I'll be back at 6 in the morning to clean this up. I'm really tired. Yeah. Got there, sh- shoveling up grain at 6 in the morning. Just things that happen, man. It's just beer. You know, at the end of the day, it's Production, beer, so production brewing, though, like, yeah. depending on how it's set up, I mean, it's just it's different. It's, yeah, production brewing, I mean, there's this, there's this idea that, that uh, you're a computer brewer or something. Um, but when 2,000 pounds or 3,000 pounds of spent grain ends up not landing in the trailer and you're out there shoveling it's that out there, I've done that before. When, when you yeah. have to carry an entire pallet of dry hops up to the top of a 480 barrel oh by yourself, I mean, production brewing is, it has its moments of sitting down doing nothing, but then it has its moments of extreme challenges. I was in the best shape of my life because I would I'm do sure. like three hour mountain bike rides and I would come in and then that would happen. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to burn like 5,000 calories today, man. <laughs> I love that. I think I'm just going to stay with the seven barrel system. <laughs> yeah, you that should. That sounds good, right? Yeah. yeah. You just released your first can, Chad. I did. So you may have just opened Pandora's box. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> well, you're you're working what. on your production brewery and that you bought your actual brewery. Come on. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right, I want to pop open a couple things here. Um, my buddy started hoe brewing 16-something years ago, maybe. And then he started making ciders, and he was I was drinking his beer and his cider, and it was really good. I'm like, you made that? Like, what? And so I started home brewing shortly after that. I've had these bottles for 15 or so years. Holy so man. they're ciders. They're really good. I try them every once in a while, and they're really good. We'll see how they've held How up. strong? Yeah. ABV. What's um, the ABV? Just over five. So I got two bottles here, so we can pass them around. Are they like fancy apples, or are they just... I do not remember. Kind of apple juice. Right. Winco brand apple juice. <laughs> do not just on Winco. Yeah, I've done it. So you guys didn't go out and like wild harvest apples in Vermont or anything? And like bring the he's from down? Vermont. So <laughs> oh, he's so like, maybe you did? Yeah, so he's really inspired by there's a couple cideries of, out there. Yeah, there's a couple cideries out there that do crazy shit like that. Which is insane. Mm-hmm. Talk about not making money. For fif- 15 years old? Mm-hmm. Not bad. <clears throat> That's pretty good. That's held up. I don't know anything about cider making, but... It's low sulfur content, and then I don't get a lot of ABV on that. I don't it's taste only it. 5%. I mean... You don't get any bite at all. I expected no. maybe a little more, in my mind. It's hydrating almost. Hydrating? It's good. Yeah, we need, we need that we after the, yeah. that. Hmm. Well done, Chad. Well, it's not mine, but... Or, I mean, good find. <laughs> it's my buddy, Corey. <laughs> he ended well up... Well done, Corey. Yeah. He gave up, gave me all his homebrew shit. He's like, I don't have time for this anymore. I'm like, all right, I'll take it. The government warning on the side, the consumption of alcohol may cause you to think you can sing. It's pretty great. So. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty good. Definitely not TTV approved, but we'll take it. <laughs> I wish we could do that on our labels. Right? That'd be fun. That'd be fun. A little yeah. bit. Punny. All right. Who wants to do the next pick? Jeremy, you're next, right? No. Jackie. No, you, yeah. she Patrick. Have you? Patrick hasn't picked, oh, have yeah. you? 
We skipped Patrick. Yeah. Patrick, Well, shit. it's because he didn't bring charcuterie ingredients. Uh, so. That was your punishment. <laughs> and he's allergic to cats. <laughs> or any offside Are you? I'm, yeah, I'm going to get more uh, <laughs> degraded over the, the course of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the Sun River. Oh, yeah. We were just there. Sun River is excellent. We, um, one of my favorite beers they had there was a Canadian lager. Ooh. Rolling Rock. Shout out awesome. to Rolling Rock. <laughs> oh, so good. And then it had a pillow. That was great. And then we didn't try any other sours. They were all bottled. But what, I mean, what makes a Canadian lager? I don't even know. Is Canadi- it style Canadian malting company? Blue? CMC? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, Cold I, brewed? I think, I mean, we use, we use Gambrinus for our like modern like lagers. And that's Canadian, yeah. right? It's Canadian lager. That's a Canadian <laughs> lager. <laughs> it was really, really light in color. Any, are there any Canadian hops? There's got to be. Probably. Yeah. Unibrew is a pretty cool brewery, but they do Belgian oh, yeah. styles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The end of the world. La Fin du Monde. I like that's a great beer. Say that again. La Fin du Monde. It means I, the end of the world. I love that. You never had La Fin du Monde? Nope. Oh, oh, it's yeah, it's fantastic. Mm. Classic, that, that's yep. like uh, your entry into elevated craft beer. 15 years ago. Right. Yep. Bro was. I think we all just dated ourselves and proved that David's younger than us. <laughs> We've been in this industry a long yeah. time. We're too old. Uh, yeah, because Laura and I had a discussion about uh, what we call the first generation brewers and the second generation brewers and the new generation of brewers. Where, where are we at? The second. I'm sitting at a table of second generation brewers. Like you're thinking about like the Jason Stocks, Kevin Templins. That's the first. First okay. time. You're talking about Utah. Yeah, Utah. Yeah. Utah. Yeah. Yeah. Utah. Yeah. Yeah. No, we are talking about the history of yeah. beer. <laughs> yes, but it's only been made Utah forever. Yeah. I don't Always. know, man. Like, didn't Del Vance like own you one out there for a little while? But then you brew it. Oh yeah, that's right. Eric Boehner was like at Fuggles. Wait, or something. Yeah. Was, like, oh, so early nineties. That, that, that's no, Gen no. Zero. That's yeah. Um, okay. That's impact. That's like Dan Burek. Yeah. Like, like that's yeah, the, that's, the, that's yeah. the big yeah. bang. He's, cool dude. Dude. he's the nicest guy ever, by the way. He's great. Dan's badass. Shout out to Dan. Right, three cups. Uh, oh, I gave you my cup. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, okay. yeah, whoops. Oops. You're cut off. Yeah. <laughs> really. The kittens are so cute. We're just over here enjoying them. Cats, beer, charcuterie, friends. What else can we it's ask great. for? It's a great Saturday. Hope you guys didn't have a lot of plans, like too many plans. Too Zero much. plans. Zero plans. I am not going into Park City, so I'm. it's an absolute zoo up there. Is the season? Yeah. Oh yes. How is it up there right now during this time of year? It's crazy. Damn. And then we're coming up on Sundance, so that's always a interesting time. Is Sundance the end of January or beginning of February? It's the eighteenth to the twenty eighth. Gotcha. End of January. Yeah. Um, I'm picking up a little butyric. Oh no! A little bit. Smell like vomit. I get that from peaches too. It almost has that peach skin type of thing. You know, if you uh, distill. Oh, it is peach. So, so some of the Jamaican rums have butyric acid in their ferments, but once you distill them, it becomes ethyl butanol, which is like overripe pineapples. That's okay. why you get that crazy oh. funk of Jamaican rums. So there's a place for butyric acid, but not in this beer. <laughs> hmm. That's the cutest little jingle right now. Oh, laundry's done. Oh. <laughs> go fold <laughs> it, David. <laughs> there we go. This Where's this from again? That peach is uh, really nice. Sun River. In Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. They're a badass little brewery. They had a lot of... All their beers are great. Are they in Portland? 
Um, Sun River. Oh, Sun River. And they had yeah, a little yeah, tap room in and bend too. That was yeah. really cool. I think they win. They win quite a bit of awards for their mm-hmm. stuff. Hmm. Not more than Breakside. Uh, Breakside no, Breakside. Dude, a, they're a, nobody wins more medals than a, they do. They're a mining facility. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah they are. Right. Metal mining facility. Yeah, exactly. Not a brewery. No, they they're they win so many, and they're very very proud of it. Um, I mean, you should be. Yeah. The metals thing is hard. You know, it's expensive to enter, especially for a smaller, you know. And if you're not entering your beers in the right way. Like perfectly mm-hmm. right perfectly. category, right? And so, you know, it, we know if you brew to style, right, it may not be. We may think yeah. it's a style when it's not. Like cutthroat is not a pale ale. Yeah. You yeah. enter it and you enter it as an ordinary bitter. No, I mean, it doesn't It doesn't win as that. It, you know, it's it's so hard to find a place to enter cutthroat. It doesn't, it doesn't come off. It's too... Hoppy for a British style, even though it kind of is a British style. Um, the funny thing is, is um, I recently, uh, not recently, I mean over a year ago, took a trip to Germany and I went to Dusseldorf. And um, it was kind of funny because the alt in Dusseldorf is the closest thing I think Cutthroat came to. <laughs> which is, I mean, it, alt <laughs> which in, alt are you talking about? Uh all the alts, all, all, all I mean, like that? they were very hoppy. Um, and it started to make sense because the color matches, and you win his house yeast as a German ale strain. Um, the only thing is it's Cascade hops, right? Yeah. So there's a little too much American fruitiness in in comparison. But damn, if the IBUs and the malt and the the yeast profile weren't very close. Well, that's the I one. Remember thing. Will telling me that he brought that strain back from Germany. Oh, that's cool. The cutthroat. Came from Dusseldorf. Well, that's one thing about, like, beers traveling across the sea. They don't always, you know. No. You get to drink beer. They don't always make it uh, the best possible version of themselves when they come over here or our beers go over there. So when you go to the place and drink a beer, you're like, holy shit, this is not what I It's going to be fresher. It's going to be more bitter, right? Like, um, yeah, it was surprising. And I I took the trip with uh, Lauren Lurch, who... Works at UNA, and I, um, I think we kind of both looked at each other, and we're like, cutthroat? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, we'll see what it does. Um, so I heard that Lauren actually changed the style guidelines for Amber Ale because of that. Oh, so, really? Yeah, so if you guys read, there wasn't an announcement, but if you guys read the new style line guidelines for Amber Ales, it has changed. So uh, we'll see what came happens. Out. Style guidelines. Uh, so World Beer Cups. World Beer Cups. Um, but I think, I do believe that World Beer Cup and GABF, even though the categories are different numbers, I think that these style guidelines are the same because they are still regulated by the BA. Um, but we'll see what happens. Hmm. 2024, Vegas. Oh, Vegas. Oh, yeah. Vegas. Sounds yeah. dangerous. That's going to be a party. It's, it's going to be, be, oh, be really oh, bad. Boy, yeah. It's going to be bad. Are we all going? I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're all going. Yeah, <laughs> we're all going. We're all going, sadly. You're I not mean, going? Patrick's not? Oh. Not the floor. I'm just going to, to go hang out. I don't think I could afford it. Mm. I'll sell my feet pics for you. <laughs> It'll be fine. You can come room with Jason and I. Oh. Yeah, if someone's got a room, I'll come. Uh-oh. <laughs> Cat. Oh, that cat, cat loves cheese. Cat and cheese. cheese. It's like first taste of cheese. <laughs> now you're hooked. All right, Chad, we got to get another one in here. All right, who's who's next on the on the selection? Oh boy, I want to do either the James Weed special or oh, a Shades yeah. beer. Ooh, I definitely think we should try both of those. <laughs> 
That premium lager, right? Yeah, really calling yeah. to everybody. Can I just say, like, that's really calling. I'm itching to try Mr. that right Mr. Weed is, I love that he likes to brew everything. He's like, I made a whiskey. I made a mead. I made whatever. Like, he's just trying all things. I love it. He's fucking I'm badass. I'm going to build a fucking malt house. <laughs> yeah, to, to yeah. see that passion, you know, it's like it, it. It's we've all been in the industry a long time, you know. You that burnout, right? And he's still there, like smoking malt, malt with walnut shells and just yeah. doing, taking out yeah. peat. Yeah. Like, Can you want? Yeah, exactly. Just doing really cool stuff. And he came down here and cut down one of my um, <laughs> he pear trees or something. One, of, I had a couple different fruit trees, and he cut down one of them, and then we used the weed, wood to smoke the malt to make rock beer, and it's great. I just used his malt in our new hazy coming out soon, and he's like, "Oh, is yeah, he actually hazy? A hazy? It's hazy as a mother." <laughs> I was hoping to have Mikey here so I could just berate him on how hazy it's going to be, because <laughs> my last couple of hazies weren't quite hazy enough. But uh, yeah, he's like, "The malt was grown in Price, oh shit, two row, and the the oats were grown in Draper." I'm like, "That's fucking bad." Hell so yeah. really cool. Yeah. I think the reason why he doesn't get burnt out, and I'm speaking on behalf of him, is I think. He's so creative that he just goes to a new project and he just all does all these projects. Because if you look at all of us, we get burnt out pretty quick because we're doing the same monotonous thing to a degree over and over and over. And James Wee's like, yeah, I'm going to make whiskey today or I'm going to make beer today or wine today. And I'm going to throw my kids candy from Halloween in a barrel. <laughs> yeah. So James Wee, thanks for what you do for this community. Yeah, I can't do without you. So let's open that one then. It's uh, Halloween. It's in an Elefino glass, covered in dust. He never, he never <laughs> takes the labels off anything, too, yes. I love it. I fucking love it. It's, it's bread. It really is a surprise. It's, it's bread. Meat. It's a meat. Correct? And when you guys tell up the bottle was clear, I'm like, that is the most clear Elefino I have ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> he gave me one of his whiskeys in like an eight settlers uh, bottle and just like X'd it out. And I'm like... <laughs> Mystery whiskey. He at least put a solstice malt sticker on one of those. He's just like, because it's not this. Like, yeah. All right, cool. So this was well, me, was right? It? It's like a apricot whiskey. Whiskey. Uh, yeah. Oh Good. yeah, that's that right. That thing. That's right. That was nice. It was. It was nice. It, it paired uh, nicely with the Malort we had right after. Oh, oh, God. Malort. I should have brought Malort. No. That's Sorry, the first time I had Malort no. too. Wait. Oh yeah. <laughs> We've all had Malort then. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, the bitter shit I've ever yeah. had. I don't mind it. I first had it at Jackie's house. Yes. Oh, and I, 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 I never a, forget what that tastes like. I get a phone call. <laughs> oh, my God, my Jackie's. Guess what? <laughs> so so I, the first time I had Malore, it was at Lauren Lurch's house. And it was um, her boyfriend, Eric, who had it. And Eric and I drank it, and Lauren refused. And I found it, out that Lauren, Lauren doesn't even know what it tastes like. She's so against my lord. <laughs> she won't even try it. She's never had it. She's like, afraid of it. Grapefruit oh, rind wrapped yeah, around I mean, aspirin, right? Yes. Yes. Then crushed aspirin. With crushed. a little bit that's of garbage and asphalt. She's, she's, yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. yeah, that's very respectable. I don't mind. I, mean, like, so, I, yeah. I, I dig it. You guys are lying. It tastes great. It's like butterflies. I brush my teeth with it. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. I actually do like it. I don't mind. Oh, it's I like aperitifs. I don't know if I'm going as far as Malort. Malort. <laughs> just, I will never forget that flavor. <laughs> Seeing David's youthful face in my office and being like, Malort? He's like, I've never had it. I'm getting some cool honey notes off this thing. What, what is this again? It's a mead. It's a mead. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a mead. Oh, oh, so that would explain the honey notes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know meat. I've only had a couple meats in my life, so it's definitely a mead. Low ABV. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's what do they call that? 
Session mead? Yeah. <laughs> Session mead. I think, there, I think there's some names with meads. I can't remember. Yeah. Is it a Nordic. honey wine versus <laughs> well, a mead? Sweet, dry. And then there's blends of fruit and honey, like malamals. But I don't know what they would call low alcohol. I'm going to grab one more bottle. I'll be right back. It's probably Viking. It's a surprise bottle. Are we going to open one while you're gone? Shades beer. <laughs> Gotta Shades try it. Beer. All right. So now we're trying the uh, stout from it's beer. Shades. Hogshead. Yeah, now Hogshead. we're going on to the Hogshead Reserve. Reserve. Oh boy. 2021? 21. Okay, we got a date on this one. To, to be clear, not from Hogshead, just called Hogshead. Yeah. Hogshead Reserve. Not Hogshead the brewery. Okay. Not the Cass Brewery. It's got a good aroma. Oh, yeah. It's holding up. That's actually really good. Ooh. Good coconut. Vanilla. Good barrel character. That's really it's nice. really good. Get on your shades. Yeah, Marcio brought these to me. Hmm. That guy oh, is yeah. on so many vacations right now. He I am so God. jealous. Jesus. He's living the cider life. I guess you're yeah, making cider once a year. Really, yeah. you're making real cider. Damn. Are we, doing it? are we doing it wrong? Yes, we yeah, are. We, yeah. are. <laughs> we, we got to get the wrong industry, We got to get the hop sales, right? That yeah. seems to be the trajectory of brewer. Bust, bust ass for a minute and then... Yeah. That's sales. pretty. No, that's a hop good sales. Yeah. I like this one, actually. Yeah. yeah. I want to stab it. Did he add coconut or is all that coming from the bourbon barrel? I don't think it's added coconut. Well, I have a f- uh, you you taste, do you have a stock that we can heat up? We do, but that's a lot. Plastic that's a lot. <laughs> I know, but we didn't say. I, I could not we imagine Marcio not adding yeah. something. Yeah, why wouldn't you add coconut? Yeah. <laughs> do that again. Yeah, you're right. It's good, man. I do enjoy this one. Uh, that's a well done, Marcio. Over here, it's a delicious beer. <laughs> and being in a can that long too. Yeah, which means it was canned <laughs> properly with probably low dissolved. I don't know what they had that time. Litter. Are they still mm-hmm. doing these annually? I'm not sure. I have no idea what's the update with Shades. Sorry. I have no idea. Sounds like the name of your next uh, next podcast. What's Shades doing? What's, what's Shades doing? Question mark. Because <laughs> they, they wanted to move into that building kind of by proper, right? Is that where? No, I thought it was, it was across the, from the ballpark. Ballpark. Oh, that was is it, not going to be the ballpark anymore. Wait, was oh. it that far north? I thought it was a little further south, more on 17th. Mm. I don't know. We looked at that building, but which one? The, the one, one by the ballpark. The ballpark, yeah. Hmm. Cross from the ballpark on the. Yeah, it was an old Sears at some point. Oh, the mm-hmm. Sears. Oh no, 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 that's far from the ballpark. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the Seagull Refuge. Not now. that Sears. It was uh, an old one that was like a, maybe a Sears like a long time ago. It was some kind of something like that. I can't remember yeah. for sure, but there was a. It's a huge like building. Oh, yeah, all I, all I could think of, all I could think about it with the it's ballpark is they got the the weird parking lot for the ballpark across the street. They got the Seven Eleven with all the crazy shit that goes on at that Seven Eleven. There's a huge building across Drugs. the street though, mm. like between uh, Luck, Lucky Thirteen and Ballpark. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Need some more water by chance? Sure. I thought so. I thought, I thought so that's I where it was. Yeah, I, that's my neighborhood. I think I would know if it was there. I think it is closer to where they are now. Um, More south. Yeah. It's hmm. like north of where they are, but south of the bar, ballpark. I do think it's around 21st hmm. or 1700 south. Hmm. They broke we'll ground find out you? on the next podcast. We'll find out. At, <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> What's up with Shades episode? Okay. Anybody checked like out uh, Brian's new place, Two Road? Yeah, it's I, I cool. Check. This space is really cool. Uh, they got ding, not ding, but they can't actually produce right now. In I the heard facility. they can now. They can? Well, maybe it just happened then. 
Yeah, I, I think so. it, I think it just 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 happened. Oh hell yeah, yeah, good, good um, for them. I mean, that, just like a manufacturing license issue yep, or what? That, yep, yeah. totally. Oh. I, that's a stressful moment yeah. to be in. Oh, for sure, a brewery that can't make beer. Did but, he keep the old place? Nope, nope, no. So he was he was basically relying off of what he had uh, stockpiled. Stockpiled, yeah. Right. Yeah, and he was told one on thing. No, he was told one thing. The other person said something else, and he was in the move. He had to be out by the end of September. He moved during that whole month, got it all out there. He was out before he could, but he couldn't make beer in that facility. Oh. Yeah. But, I mean, I asked him, I go, how'd it go? And he goes, um, let me tell you something. Never move a brewery. Yeah. Huh. All right. I think it says in the Bible not to move the brewery. <laughs> Keep it where it is. Because yeah. they expanded too, right? Like they, they increased the size of the system. Oh, yeah. It's gigantic. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. I mean, if you're going to, I mean, what's the alternative? I mean, if you got to get big and you can't do it mm-hmm. in the same spot. Contract. Or build a second brewery and keep the first for a while, or I don't know. Yeah. How but, big is his new brewery? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. Because he sure. keeps putting shit in every time I go in there. Can't be bigger than like a 10-barrel brew system. No, yeah, no. but in comparison to what he had, right? Oh, yeah. what well, he, he had his, what, I thought he had a seven barrel. I thought it was oh, a seven, he? too. Yeah. Oh. oh, well, that's bigger than what I got, so never mind. Yeah, I, I, it's a cool spot though, and but, yeah, he's it's right, it's just south or just east of uh, Bohemian. Hmm. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. beers are really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I truly yeah. think he makes the best uh, barrel aged uh, saison. Yeah, oh. I met I bought corny kegs off of him like 15, fifteen to eighteen years ago off KSL. Nice. And that's how I met him. And he's like, I'm going to start a brewery. I'm like, sure you are, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Here he is. And he did. So, and he did. Uh, I love his laugh. He's, he's got one of those like yeah. iconic laughs when you get him to laugh, the belly laugh. You yeah. know? So, Chad, you got something special for us today. Oh, yeah. The uh, Chardonnay Saison that I thought we had opened earlier, but with I would, the surprise spicy I would beer. clean y'all's palate. Okay, so... Used to grow... Well, I still grow my Chardonnay grapes. I put them in our Sauvin Blanc Brut at the brewery but this is also my first attempt at corking and caging and i fucked up so <laughs> it's pretty badass that you can use your own fruit in your own brewery yeah <laughs> my, i don't have time to make chardonnay anymore like i used yeah. to so i'm gonna put in a, a beer a proper brute so so anyway i used to make this every year and then um one year i decided to save the barrel and put a saison in it and some mixed ferments and drugs from various bottles and things. And drugs from various <laughs> bottles. Oh, drugs. Get ready, get ready, buddy. Is that why Hawkins is booming right now? <laughs> In more than one way. What the hell? Um, this podcast just went from a uh, couple hours to... <laughs> to so what is it? Infinity. <laughs> the lights are right right now. For three years, and it's been bottled for six. Oh, wow. Jesus. You got some patience, Chad. Yeah, well, crafty, one of my favorite crafty. beer styles is goose. And when I homebrewed, I, I had barrels downstairs, was doing blends. Each year I would do a blend blend of different, whatever, lambic kind of style and try to nail it. And Did you bottle condition it? Uh-huh. And then I've got... Um, I did some. I have. I grow raspberries and cherries, so I did a from on Wolves and a Creek and all this Jeez. shit. You know, I got really <laughs> drugs. We just <laughs> it doesn't look like that big of a backyard. Just wait. I got really into mixed fermentation when I homebrewed. It was nice. it was ridiculous. Awesome. I had like ten little, like five and seven gallon barrels downstairs. Do and you do sour stuff at the brewery? 
uh, just kettle sours for now. We have some uh, some big barrels that have been aging for a few years um, that we did some mixed fermentation and wild stuff, and I just don't have time to taste them. Yeah. I, I finally bought some Vinny Nels to go like do the thing, but once we have some time, I'll t- taste them, see if they're good. I just it's a hard program to you know do right yeah, and to do it, especially. I mean, it's it's one thing aging it in the barrels, but then packaging as a yeah. whole. Like, oh, yeah. you really have to consider what you're going to do when you get there, yeah. blending and. All the stuff, and I got a gravity go. filler. If anybody wants to borrow it for bottles, I may there. be texting you here shortly. Uh-huh. Actually, Jason has it. It's done like five two nine and Fifth Element yeah. for the past twenty I years. I don't so. want to touch it then. <laughs> <laughs> Great aroma, man. It's got that. Um, oh, what is that? It's a it's a type of oxidation. The like almond. Um, oh yeah. I'm enjoying this. Tasty. I drink yeah. that. Yeah. It paired really That's well with some cheese. Okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. not bad. Yeah. Um, oh, it is that. It's got like the right amount of acetic acid, just like mm-hmm. not, then, not too much to be offensive, but enough to be like complex. Sherry. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Some sherry notes. Almost like a Montiato sherry. Yeah. Kind of like a lighter, brighter sherry. I love that's awesome, Chad. Sherry is the fucking shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I fuck with the some board sherry. Is coming sure. around. <laughs> the board. He made a cheese comment. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna get that board down to him. Yeah. <laughs> I still have the the other bottles of all the other fruited ones, but they're the last bottles. But I want some. Dude, that's fucking great. What was yeah, it? The, that's really good. What was the beer nut homebrew competition? Beehive. Beer, yeah. Beehive, Beehive brew off. I won a couple medals for those years ago. It's really good, dude. Drank them all, and then I'm like. No, there's one bottle left. Shit. Yeah, you got to How save was the shirt name? How did it turn out? Um, I didn't enter this one because I didn't. No, I, I, do you actually made just pure Chardonnay? Oh, I made the Chardonnay. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Chardonnay turned out great. Did it? When I first drank this after I bottled it, I didn't like it. And I was planning on dumping it. And then I tried it a few years ago. I'm like, oh, it's aged okay. <laughs> Still drink it. I wouldn't dump that. Yeah, the Chardonnay yeah, turned out great. I drank it all. so <laughs> That's really good. I yeah. enjoy this. Yeah. Are you sure it's not one of these bottles on the yeah. table? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have said. Were the vines here? Like, how long have you been here? Fifteen years. Oh, okay. I planted that vine uh, shortly after I moved in, so they're all along that back fence there. Oh, cool. And then I have Concord grapes over there that I never harvested, but sometimes I make jam. Yeah. Great for oh, jelly. Nice. Yeah, great for jelly. Yeah. Not so good for wine. Oh yeah. So it's one of my favorites we've had so far. After yeah, it's the really good. smorgasbord, it's very interesting. Really well done, Chad. What's the base? Oh, so what's the malt profile? I don't even remember. You don't know. Like probably Pilsner malt. Go pull out stuff. your brew sheets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, where's your brew sheet? Yeah, <laughs> I've got it somewhere. I'm looking at the clarity through this solo cup. <laughs> it's got a good clarity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Thank you for do? hosting us too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Thanks yeah, for coming. This is great. Yeah, homie. Thanks for the scooty board, guys. Thanks for uh, entertaining oh, yeah. us today. I say we, we end with one more and then... See where we go from there. Yeah? Where Chad. do we want to take this adventure? Well, what are you guys feeling right now? There's a, let's, let's take a vote. I say there's a bunch on the table right now. There's some that are Russian great. Ripper. Yeah, I was yeah, we, just, more yeah we definitely had a, a very good purpose. beer, so let's yeah. end with another good beer. That would right. be my vote. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the purpose. Chad's yes. touching oh, yeah, the purpose. Yeah. Well, let's drink all three. I'm yeah. done. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. drink two off air, one on air. Yeah. One on air. One on air. <laughs> so, Chad, what's the story behind this one? Because you were excited about this one. Um, so, when I homebrewed, I was really fascinated by mixed fermentation, especially like it wasn't available here. There was like no 
mixed ferment beers you could really get here. So I was really stoked when Uinta was doing it. I'm like, oh my God, we need this so bad. So I went to CBC Denver 2019 and Peter Bucard, I'd been reading about him and, you know, he was at Rodenbach and then he started the sour program at uh, New Belgium, left New Belgium and started this tiny brewery in a strip mall. And he's like three barrel system. You've been there, right? Have, no, no, I actually haven't. No. Uh, worth, to. worth checking out if you're ever in Fort Collins, but it's, I think it's like three, three and a half barrel system. And you go on there and it's like barrels from floor to ceiling. And he's just brewing all sorts of weird shit. And I love it. And, and if you guys have ever heard of pH one, it's kind of a famous barrel. Oh yeah. So it's been like, it's gone cool. around the country and I forget who had it originally. might've been Russian river. Is it or, a fooder? Uh, it's just a barrel, just, just a, a regular barrel. wine barrel. Vinny Trillerzo might've had it first. I remember, um, I remember hearing about but he, it just goes the around. The rare barrel had it for a while. I think they started with that barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've, uh, yeah, it's just gone around to many brewers. And, and so he's, I go there and he's there and I'm just, you know, I kind of fanboyed and I got really excited and, and I, I'm like, do you have pH one here? And he's like, He's like, yeah, he's some sort of freak. And I'm like, yeah, kind of. So. <laughs> Are you one of those? <laughs> yeah. So he so he, he poured some PH1 for me. I got to try it. That was pretty amazing. Um, but this was his first bottled beer. It's a barley wine with coffee bean. So I've, I've had it for what, four years now. So wow. Damn. How long, the how, long he, how long has he had purpose? I mean, I can't. Since the new Belgium. Six years. Yeah. Yeah. Six years, right? Yeah. yeah. It's been that long, wow. It's a nice hiss. But Chad, Even, thanks for letting us uh, delve into your uh, special beers, by the way. Yeah, I mean, there's so much, like, just kind of palate wreckers and things here that I just, I will not drink on my own. So it's fun to drink these with people that will appreciate them and also make beer. You know, I was talking to, <laughs> I was talking to Jaron at Helper Beer about his recent uh, visitation of uh, Peter Buchart. And how much it freaked him the fuck out. (laughs) That guy was coming into his brewery during his first year. Uh, It's like when Brindleson stopped in at your place. Yeah, totally. Matt Brindleson stopped. Oh yeah, he just showed up and came in the back, and we got a picture. And that's badass. um, Talked water. He's he's all about RO water. That's his big thing. Um, Yeah, that was that was a moment. (laughs) That's cool. Damn. I love the RO water. Gotta come up first. The other thing that happened in our first year. Gotta be like on one of them. The other thing that happened in our first year that was super interesting was um, Patrick Rue of the brewery was sitting at the sitting at the uh, the bar having beers for a while and no one knew who he was. He didn't announce it. He didn't didn't tell anyone. (laughs) And uh, one of us just happened to notice the uh, the register or the uh, uh, The POS software said. uh, Patrick Rue. <laughs> oh, like, so we had to approach him and um we, we kinda we were like, Hey, uh we don't wanna like overwhelm you or anything. Like maybe you're just here to enjoy yourself, but if you want to talk and he was like, Oh yeah. And he launched into it. He loves talking about beer and it was so crazy because he would have just left and not said anything, but the dude was the dude was just sitting at the bar drinking. Just so he did the same thing to me, man. At High West. I was oh, working. Yeah. yeah, 2016, I yeah. see him, I'm like, Patrick. So I ended up giving him a full tour of the distillery and everything. He's on the the because I used to do tours there, yeah. And he was like really interested in opening a distillery, and uh, 
Yeah, but I don't he's, he's into all sorts of projects now. He yeah, has, he's like, a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what all he's yeah. doing, but he's I haven't seen his distillery yet, dude. But his shit's cool, man. He no, he's great. He, shit. You know, he. it's funny. He uh, he left us all these reviews on Google and uh, Untapped and stuff. And, he, you know, he, he rated everything on Untapped, like, five out of five or whatever. And I was like, Jesus, dude, like, thank you. And, uh, you know, I saw this after the fact. He did it when he got back to his hotel room. And uh, I checked his Untapped account, and he had five offset in- check-ins and, and one um, – uh, what is his side project called? Off, uh, oh, offshoot or something. Offshoot. He had mm-hmm. one yeah. off, offshoot check-in from a few years ago and, then and an five off che- offset check-ins and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's cool. He didn't give you a hard time about the name. <laughs> no, surprisingly enough. That was, I mean, that was my biggest concern when we started was it's a little close to that name. Is this going to be a problem? And it's just so funny that Patrick Rue showed up and loved us. us. (laughs) All right, you guys are okay. (laughs) I mean, you really have knocked it out of the park and elevated everything. I'm stoked to have you in Park City and just... I make some boor- pretty boring beers, though. No, yeah. no. It's, it's. No, I sat there a couple weeks ago and had a few beers. That's a good little spot. Yeah. All I care about is loggers, and you do fucking loggers amazing, yeah. man. So that's, that's all I drink. I've yeah. said your name in vain a couple times. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish um, uh, Heber Clint was a little bit closer. Because yeah. when I go up there, I go visit you two. And then yeah. I'm like, I mean, ah. it's still, it's still what, a 30 minute drive yeah. from Park mm-hmm. City? Um, that's the cool thing about me when I visit Nils and Patrick. I always go. I have to go to Utah. You know, you Sundance Utah around Provo. Provo oh, so my first stop way. is Clint Jones, and I always tell him when I'm there, and he's always on new projects. And Clint Jones is one of the coolest, sweetest guys you've ever met, and he's an Olympian. God yeah, damn. Yeah. yeah. And Heber's one of those markets too that it's just only getting bigger. You know, like Midway yeah. and that whole area is just exploding. And he's making good beer. Yeah. He really is. And, and his little brewery is awesome. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, guy. He, he expanded to a a big patio recently, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, he had a tarped off, and he had a heaters out there during the winter, yeah. and so. it's packed almost every yep. night. Totally, every night. It's like the neighborhood uh, brewery that you want and that Heber now has. You know, so you cool. can like have your own mug, right? Like, I miss those days. Like, it was like the growler days yeah. where everyone would cr- collect He's got growlers. The, the mug and... club or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just I was just listening to something about like uh, the. What is it like the the Stammtisch, like the the German table that, that the regulars go to, right? In Germany, and uh, they also have their own mugs at those tables. I so, love that. Yeah, that's badass. Chad, can you do that at Hopkins? I probably should. A mug club. Yeah, we've been talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, regulars or the regular table. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's that's usually just the bar though. Is all regulars. What do you guys yeah. think? I mean. What what's gonna be the next thing? Like, what do you think twenty twenty four is gonna bring us for beer? Like oh, style wise? No, just like for beer. Yeah, for beer. Like, are we gonna see more people? I mean, like the return to on premise, right? Like, we're mm-hmm. making we're making the most money across mm-hmm. the bar. Yeah. Uh, do, do you think on premise is coming up? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. I think tap rooms huge. I think yeah. tap rooms where it should mm-hmm. be. If inflation gets under control and people can spend money, that's right. like the issue. At, you know. Right. I so. mean, let's let's be honest. Like craft beers. Pretty expensive these days mm-hmm. to well, make and then, and yep. then to sell, mm-hmm. to and then sell. for people sell. to buy. Yeah. And then yeah. as a brewer to even go out and like enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. What do you guys have per still pint? Delicious. What's your cost? Like what are you across the bar? Six. You're six? Yeah, we're six. six. Um, we're still doing pints and Imperials, so we're six oh. and seven. Mm. You're doing, you're okay. You're doing okay. Imperials for yeah. seven? But that might, I think that's going to go away. I don't like the 16 versus 20 ounce. I think we'll sell more beer if you just offer 
16. 16. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, so that's going to... That'll change. Sure. I think more, yeah. most people are six right now, right? Most mm-hmm. across yeah. the board. Yeah, 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 well, we're, we're six for... Um, well, I mean, we have a couple different pricing. We we make some yeah. cheap brands um, to sell for less than the six, but that's eight dollars a pint, baby. Yeah. Gosh, you use that Park dollar. City price. Well, well and yeah, so because guys. we have those airport locations, <laughs> so we can't have it be a different price at our uh, at our Park City pub than it is at the airport, right? And so we have seven locations, and so we have to have oh pricing be the same across the board. Wait, that's yeah. how that works? Yeah, the airport won't let us upcharge or discount, so it's wild, you know. And of course, at the airport, you know, people pay. 12. Everything's more expensive. Yeah, everything. It's like a ballpark yeah. or you know, stadium. Yeah. And so we tried to find that balance, you know. And of course, we're hurting in Sugar House at so eight bucks a pint. Did but... you guys have to raise prices when you opened the airport yeah. locations? Oh my Damn. gosh! Yep. Wait, wow. wait, wait. So, so we didn't have to, but <clears throat> we it, it made sense. For us, okay. right? Being in the airport, we you could have kept it the same price, we, but then you would have lost money. Wait, yeah, eight yeah. bucks a pint. Yeah, Damn. and what we're paying? Mm-hmm. At, yeah, eight bucks a pint. Uh, with no the Wasatch and Sugar House. Yeah, how that much, how much opens foam? the door for me to charge <laughs> eight bucks a pint. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. And, charge you know, eight dollars. We, well, I, we I know mean, how much stuff costs. I've held right? off from doing that because I'm like, I need to go. I need to bump my price up because it's. I use. Yep. I use all. You know, we're such a small brewery. We use. I don't have a mill. I don't have. Storage, I uh, it sucks. Like, yeah. so I text James Weed. Here's my recipe. I'll mill it and be right over. <laughs> huh? Is that what you do with all your stuff? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They don't have a mill over there. Um, yeah, we put all we mill our stuff and walk it across the parking lot. We have a mill somewhere else. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> I've been there, dude. Fuck you, man, sucks, you walk the walk, dude. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Pain in the ass. But what do you guys think craft beer is going though? Because I mean, you talk to the you know okay, the, BA, so pre- the bigger guys, premise, yeah. yeah, they think on premise, they think craft beer is dying industry now. No, absolutely it's, not. It's, I mean, it's just, it's, yeah. it's, 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 I don't it's, believe that. No, in craft Utah, beer is strong. in Utah, there's there's strength still, and in Utah, there's growth still. But I think overall, on average across the country, there are places closing. I mean, sure. you can't you can't get to ten thousand breweries in the United States. And and everyone be successful. Gotcha. That's which it. means you have to offer more than beer. Yes, so, food. Yeah. So that was food, my next question. Cocktails and I think food, and food, food's wine, a whole other beast. Like, yeah. Seltzer. Food is a whole it's other hard beast. Running a restaurant. It is. You seltzer. Seltzer. I, think, I think you have to Seltzers. do that now. Like in <laughs> yes. Utah. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. have to. We, because if you have no. a group of like twelve people, they're going to show up to your place, and three people don't want to drink beer or seltzer. Sure. They want to So does that mean breweries Do you lose that bars? wholesale? Yeah. I mean, that's that's. We never huge. wanted to get into food. We never wanted to get into cocktails. And we are making pretzels. So you needed that liquor Aperol, license. Aperols. You needed the liquor pretzels, license. Pretzels, yeah. Great. Yeah. You, know, you needed yeah. that yes. liquor license. Yeah, and it's, it's revenue. It's nice to have, like, easy stuff. Just keep it simple. Yeah. And keep it simple. Fine. But, but make sure that, you know, your customers who come in can... Have an option. Make well, beer be the main focus. Chad, I think you have a great uh, blueprint for what that's like. You bring in other people's beer, and you bring in other people's sake and kombucha. You're, you're very local as well. So mm-hmm. you have a vast uh, range for everyone in the community, gluten-free, everything, right? And even spirits right. you bring local. Most of the shit you bring in is local. So why can't we adopt that? I wish we more of us adopted that. It would be hard to be like, Niels, how can you do that? Wasatch has to adopt So just- all of our spirits are Utah. Oh, they so are. We, That's we, awesome. we made that change. Um, we brought in a beverage manager. He was uh, with at Waterwitch, I believe, beforehand. Oh, hell yeah. No longer oh, with us, but uh, did an overhaul of our entire liquor. You know? And how's it uh, being taken? You know, Park City's 
different. You know, we, it's, it's such a tourist, I mean, it's a tourist economy. So we get the people who want the Patron, who want the, the maker's mark, the mm-hmm. Tito's. Yeah. And so we, you know, we have like a Jameson, we have a Tito's, we have like a, sure. a single of each thing, but we're, you know, 95%, all of our car house cocktails are local, um, you know, local spirits. Um, and it's been well received, but cool. we're also, you know, $14 for a cocktail and that's cheap right. on main street. Yeah. yeah. We do the same thing. So we use Hive for our pear brandy for uh, our cocktail that we use the, the Hive in. Yeah. Uh, other than the mezcal, the Bozal, we can't get that in Utah. No, you got Utah doesn't make mezcal. Yeah. 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 Somebody can stay. Yeah, we, so we carry the Bozal as well. Yeah, That's which is fantastic, shit. by yeah. the way. Damn. But yeah, what do you guys say? I, I mean, keep cutting everyone off, but where does everyone think it's going to go this year? So I, what I've noticed, and, and I listen to a lot of podcasts about like beer and just kind of what's going on in the industry and. Um, and then, you know, I see the, the guests firsthand and like, it's, there's a lot less go anything hazy. Like oh, for, yeah. for yeah. a couple of years, it's like, what's hazy? It's and, going clear. I mean, it's not going clear, but I think more loggers. Yeah. But I think yeah. people more are, lager appreciation. I've been having people ask for Amber going clear lately. Ambers. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like Amber L's like, that's like what people 40 plus like me like mm-hmm. to drink. Like there's a return. <laughs> yeah. There seriously is a return. I don't know if Utah's there yet, but. Across the country, there is a return to the classics, and that's and I think the loggers are coming at the same the same pace. I mean, mm-hmm. as brewers, we've sat here and told ourselves for years, this is the year of fucking lager, and it doesn't happen; it never happens. And I, it might have just kind of happened. It's happening. So it's happening, do you want to think? So twenty twenty four. Rauk beer, baby. Okay, oh, <laughs> just gonna push for the smoke We just beer. brewed our oh. rauk beer. I mean, um, I would love that. It's you guys have all made great rock beer. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I wish that would happen. There's no 2024 <laughs> rock beer. That's that's not a thing. What's yet. everyone's uh, top seller? Like brand? Pilsner for me. Pilsner. Pilsner yeah. and our honey cream. Ours yeah. is. We have. We're lager heavy. Um, we yeah. out of our 11 taps, we have always at least five of them are lagers. Yes. And our top two sellers are it's our cerveza and our American lager, which oh, are yeah. like super similar. But those are the two top sellers over. Any IPA we have. You wouldn't have said that five years ago. I know. It's yeah. crazy, nah. right? Mm. Yeah. Patrick, what's your dopo? Dopo's our bestseller, but we inflate that a little by making it so much and pushing it so much. Um, under that, though, I mean, it's crazy enough. It's the Czech Dark Lager. Yeah, that's what I drink a lot of when I Czech Dark Lager. <laughs> so yeah, it's so good. good. And, and, then like, <laughs> and then under that, it's like a, it's our Pale Lager, which is a German German. I drink a lot of Pilsner, you know? I mean, it's... It's cool to see those styles up there. Um, I hope that continues because as a brewer, that's what I like to make. That's what I like to drink. Yeah. I have one in the tank right now fermenting. Of what? Check Dark Lager. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Come yeah. Over. Good. So different than know. last year, I split the malt between uh, floor malted Bohemian Dark and mm-hmm. Pilsner malt. Mm-hmm. And there's Munich and there's a shit ton of uh, Carafa Special 3 in it. Yeah. A shit ton, huh? It's a lot. A metric you, shit ton. A metric, metric shit ton. You, 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 you got to go heavy. Yeah. Before or after. I, did, I, I went saying. heavy on this one. Now. Yeah. Now? I did it yeah. at the very last second before I went to the lauder ton. Yep. That's so totally what be, I do. I throw, I throw them in during yeah. sparging. Um, Crawford 2 is what I use. Color. But actually, I backed off a little and I used a little um, uh, ch- uh, Weirman chocolate rye. Um, you I should like that. Do, Yeah. And I'm actually, it's not canned yet. It's not in kegs. I just transferred it yesterday, but nice. I'm thinking it might have been a good decision. I'm like, I want to taste yeah, that. This is tasty. I want to taste oh, that. Yeah. So, so the keto thing. When should I stop by? <laughs> uh, it's on the right tank. You stop by whenever. Okay, cool. <laughs> the keto thing, our number one seller uh, distribution wise is a uh, Blackberry Sour. It sells oh. almost three to one. 
wow. everything wow. else. Mm-hmm. So kettle sour is still pretty big. Well, for ketos, because if you, if, I'm not trying to yeah. implant something about ketos, but if you guys think ketos, what do you guys think typically? Yeah, blackberry so, sour. Blackberry sours. So mm-hmm. lately, and nobody um, else has got a sour in circulation like that. So this so. time of year, right now, the Romando IPA that I switched over the yeast that's pretty juicy right at the moment and has it is hazy and then the uh coffee cream is coming back Classic. Nice. i'm, I'm going back beer. to clay's coffee original cream. roots and i'm bringing that i'm trying really hard to bring that back so those are our three number one sellers domestic or uh, distribution wise and then in in house it's our pilsner irish stout a nitro and Ooh. um what was the other one um pickle beer actually pickle beer pickle beer, pickle beer. <laughs> pickle beer. chad what's your number one pico rico or cerveza is Money. like my favorite beer. Loggers, really yeah. corn, yeah. like a corn, corn, Utah corn, Pilsner, a little bit of um, mild solstice mild, and yeah. I forget what else. Uh, Hallertau Blanc hops, thirty four seventy, and that Rye Pilsner you make is and also Rye Pilsner. Mm-hmm. That's Matt or Brewers. That's his baby, and that's we drink a lot of that. That's a yeah. good. I mean, beer. mine's Hellas, and you know, it's, that's your top seller right now. Yeah. Lots of uh, loggers. You yep. call it a Hellas? Sure. Yeah, I call it Hellas. Well, no, okay. no, no. What, 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 what does it call on the menu? <laughs> I don't name things. It's the it's the, the Hellas. It's the original uh, Scherf. So our founder, it's the Scherf. Oh, no, Hellas. Sure. Oh, yeah. Nice. But uh, it, but it does say Hellas on the menu, and customers yeah. are ordering the Hellas. The Hellas. Hellas. So we get we get Hells. Hellies. Hellies. Yeah, Hellies. we get we get that. I love Hells. Yeah, and then we have you know I do the uh, but yeah loggers all the way, and so you know it's been a little weird transition. For me, going you know from Monster and doing Polygamy Porter, Jalapeno Cream Ale, like our small market brands for distribution. Now I'm just folk. Now I'm only brewing for our seven SLBC locations, and it's that's you know, badass. Two hundred barrels a month. It's a decent amount. That's beer yeah, good for you. That's what I do in a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah, and so, so it, it, it's do. interesting to see what's because we're exclusively across the bar. Like I haven't done any canned, any nothing for PAs yet. That's great. Um, and you know it's been Hellas and. Um, we do like a dog like pale ale, so like a Northwest style pale ale, Comet Citra. I've had that; that's good. Yeah. Cool. And uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting to just focus on pubs and I, yeah, I it's, think twenty twenty four is returned on premise. Big time. I love, that. I love it, Jeremy. Yeah. What do you think? I didn't really hear from. What's your twenty twenty four prediction? Prediction. I sure hope it's on premise. Yeah, yeah. down cool. with that because that's our model. Yeah. So I love that. and that's and a our, lot of our models. Yeah. 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 And our you have the space for that, and you yeah. you have the environment for that. Yeah. Which city our, has that? Yeah. And we're selling our seltzers in the yeah. the state stores, and probably going out of state soon as well. So it's awesome, with dude. our high right. point Is seltzers. Is it awesome? So. The seltzer. <clears throat> what was everyone's barrelage for 2023? Just curious. I mean, I haven't figured. Next week is tax week, man. I know. I'll, well, well, I'll, I'll tell you next 30th. week. Yeah, I'm just took over close to a grand with the seltzer. I have three seven barrel fermenters. That's always six hundred. That's what I can do. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would guess between between five and seven fifty, closer to seven fifty. If I had a, yeah. that's good though. For that, for I mean, you're cranking it out of that little place for sure. What are you doing? Um, we'll be about seven hundred. Um, but we have not maxed out capacity because we don't. We just have keg distro right now. Mm-hmm. So. Can distro coming 2024. Distro. Nice. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, distro. I know. I'm hoping on premise 2024 is on premise. I, mean, I haven't crunched <laughs> the numbers. I haven't gotten to that to that point where I can look back, like, sit back and unclench my asshole and be like, <sighs> well, I know you're oh, is. making more than the rest of us. Yes. It's, uh, it's <laughs> tough. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. A big, yeah. Too small to be too big, but too big to be small. I mean, right. it's, it's fascinating. Are you the only, you're the only grocery store brand right now? No, there's Bread Rock. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a whole thing. We're in whole, thing. Whole, we're in whole Foods, but it's very, very, oh, very yeah. limited. Yeah. You're in Harmon's. Cool. You're not in Harmon's yet? Did you get into Harmon's? Just Whole Foods? We're not trying to do that. Mm. No. Not you don't want to be in Harmon's. Harmon's seems good. Harmon's is, make they take care of putting beer in grocery stores, dude. Yeah. But, but yeah. Whole Foods, yeah, or is Whole that foods? just no, you don't make oh. money doing that either? Why, <laughs> why then? Nah. Brand recognition. Yeah, that's a big fair enough marketing. And I think that's going out the, the out the door. I mean, seeing yeah. labels on the eh, everyone mm-hmm. goes for the Modellos and the everything. You know, the the uh, Sierra Nevadas. Like that's what they they already know what they know. Local is hard to be out when you go outside. Everything is just getting so concentrated and conglomerates mm-hmm. are gobbling everyone up it's like you know yeah. local people need to drink beer at local breweries and yeah support so what do you guys think breweries. about I'm, I'm curious to know about na beer uh no one mm. in utah right now is making na beer locally it's hard it's so it's hard very it's difficult. Difficult. you have to you have to design your brewery to make mm. na beer i think if you want to have a successful na brewery you need to like go in with that as your business model and yeah, then that's it. produce <laughs> i mean you could produce alcoholic beer too but just i mean the filters that you need to mm-hmm. be putting out a good quality product so that will could we see be served one in Utah on within the next five years no mm. no i think the big question is if mormons would drink beer no, yes not. but they won't because no. it's still 0.05 what if they you make don't, a they diet don't drink decaf beer. they don't drink decaf guys yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 but no that's not because they own the company <laughs> yeah okay so mormons True. mormons aren't the target for na beer exactly right yeah. so yeah. The, the the thing is is maybe na gets in europe na is bigger and and maybe here it gets bigger but the problem with na and we're, we're a table of craft brewers is um is equipment is capital and mm-hmm. you cannot make a safe na beer without a pasteurizer yeah and none of us own pasteurizers there's one pasteurizer in state that i'm aware of and it's uina and that's uh, new yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if the, anyone's going to do it, it's It'll you be into it, yeah. Yep. And they're the only ones playing around. In, um, and they're going to do it, right? I, would... I haven't heard anything. I mean, I know people there, and I've never heard anyone talk I know, about it. I know anywhere. it's on the Canarchy thing for 2024, I, NA. I don't oh, wow. know how much legs NA beer go has. You know, how, many, trust how me. many breweries across the nation is Canarchy, right? Yeah, yeah it's if, huge. If NA beer is like 5% or 0.5% of the market, and it goes up to like, 1.5, good for NA beer, but I just don't see Utah brewers jumping in on that. Mm. It seems silly to me, honestly. I love going sober. When I go sober, I drink soda water, man. See, no, awesome. I'm opposite. I, I love it. I do, too. I love it. That love athletic it. stuff is actually it's decent. Good, yeah. I, I hate athletic. You know what the whole I drink? point of drinking beer, though, is to like <laughs> Heineken Double Zero? <laughs> no, I drink, I drink I drink Bud Zero because Bud it's, zero? The clo- it's the closest yeah, thing. And Guinness. Bad. And Guinness yeah. because the Guinness actually like has the, the mouthfeel and the creamy Just drink regular Guinness. Loganese. Loganese. not wrong. But in a in a beer is a trend that's going to grow. I just don't see craft brewers getting into it unless they're actively not putting, small ones, putting right? their customers at harm by not pasteurizing and taking right. risks. Mm. I don't even know how to make it. I'm never going to learn, so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not it's in my crazy. It's like no, it's, you know, there's three ways, right? Yeah. Like you you either make a real beer and you strip the alcohol out. You still got to pasteurize it. You uh, you take the risk of using. Um, uh, a, a yeast that can ferment like almost nothing, right? And <laughs> and, and then you're then you're under the 0.05, or I'm sorry, right. the 0.5 regulation to be an NA beer. But even then, that comes with risk. What if it ferments too much? So right? you mm-hmm. start with the like original gravity of like two Play-Doh? Yep. Jeez. Yep. Yeah, super high mash. And there's or, beer and then there's water. Man. Or you can <laughs> drink beer or water. You can you can literally you can. 
you can boil off with pressure alcohol. Yeah, at of course you can. So you can yeah. do that too. Yep. But none of but these. you're going to destroy flavors and these, hop character. None of these produce a good flavor. The yeah. only the only NA beer that I've drank that I've been like, this is actually kind of good flavor and aroma is um, Sam Adams, just the haze. They yeah. won a gold at JBS. As far as like oh, a yeah. crap yeah. beer. Because yep. right. Heineken Zero is fine. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, you're right. All those, all those, all those lagers, zeros, yeah. they're fine. They didn't have any flavor to begin with. Yeah, so. I find the yeah. Bud Zero to be better than regular Budweiser. Yep. So. <laughs> I agree. Is there a difference <laughs> besides you getting smashed on Budweiser? Yeah. Just calories. If you drink it on your stomach in the morning like I well, do. Well, I mean, Budweiser has a flavor and it's yeah, it not does. very good. It's not good. Beachwood, <laughs> Beachwood Age, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. There was Beachwood in the building, right? They use it like 20 times, bro. No, apparently they do throw those stupid chips no, in their lager. Oh, guaranteed yeah. they do. Yeah, it, it helps yeah. the yeast flock. That's why they, they know, well, yeah. yeah, and they That's know why they, use they know there. something. I've had so many people asking for NA beers, and we brewed. Um, we've had our our NIPA NA IPA before the NA thing happened. Oh, fuck! And it's I didn't like even think of that. I it's not an IPA because we originally brewed it at four yeah. percent. It's my session IPA, and I called it. It's not an IPA, and what's with it? Uh, you know, and then NA started happening. Oh, it's not. Oh shit, we gotta change the name. Like, <laughs> yeah, stuff. So. Just buy an athletic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, so that's what we do. So that's what we yeah. just did for yeah. dry gin. I was holding hot water. People have been asking, and I'm like, I do not support NA beer. And people have been asking, and then Fisher's been bringing it in. They're like, uh, we're selling it. Like people like it because they can pour it into their glass, right? And people don't know that they're drinking an NA beer and i'm like that's kind of a good idea so well i mean um, and then, you know let's think about you know not just people who are who are you know trying not to drink beer for calories and stuff like that like people you know people have stories about oh hey i'm pregnant but i don't necessarily want to announce to everyone yet mm-hmm. right. so they might or if they're driving they, they don't want to announce it but, yeah, but right? they might want to pour something that looks like a beer and look like everyone else drinking beer at the bar so, so let's so develop yeah. a dye that you just squirt a couple toot toot and then in soda water, in right? soda water, <laughs> or hot water, because oh, we've created yeah, this culture where it's like not okay not to drink. We're judging yeah, everyone, right yeah. and they judge people for not drinking. That's I mean, I do, sucks. don't you? Yeah. Just kidding, I don't. Yeah. At all. <laughs> I judge everyone. <laughs> interesting. It's definitely an interesting time, you know, because none of us are regional breweries, which are you know just becoming less and less regional, right? You know, they're going to be three, yeah. and then we're all going to be working for Amazon at some point. <laughs> right? Oh. You aren't already. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I hope it is the year of the return to hyper local. So yeah, yeah. that's where we want to start. I don't think it can go back because no. where where else is it going to go? Everyone's going to start drinking more Budweiser. No. I think no. that's happening. The Budweiser drinkers are the Budweiser drinkers, yeah. and they're going to die. Well, they soon. were until. Yeah, until they sure, really they pissed are. off their babies. Until yeah. they weren't. Now the they, Budweiser drinkers are now the Coors drinkers. Yeah. I don't know what they are now. Modelo. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I, great beer too. it's yeah. it's cool to see where we're gonna go the next year, <laughs> and longer. I'm glad that uh, all you guys are still passionate about what we do. So thank you guys for being who you are and loving craft beer as what it is. It's a craft. It's more than beer. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about it, and that's why I can't get rid of it. Jason Stock said this cool thing to me the other day. He said, uh, "My wife works at a law firm." Sorry, Jason, for telling the story. My wife <laughs> works at a law firm, and I've never once had my friends just pop in and say hi to me. But you get friends walking in your brewery all the time. And he's like, I can't get rid of that. And it's beautiful because I can walk into any of you guys' rooms and you give me the time of day, vice versa. And you can't get that at a law firm or a desk job or an Amazon job. So 
thanks for what you guys do for our community because it's it's not easy. I know for a fact. I'm I'm starting to learn the reins with you guys. It's not easy, but fuck, it's it's somehow in a weird kink. It's worth it. It's very rewarding. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you for doing the podcast and bringing us all together, and you know, multiple times. It's yeah, school stuff. And thanks for like. Answering the call. Like, hey, you guys want to just open Chad's fridge and drink some You beers? were like, hear me out. 10.30 a.m. Saturday. And you all like. Las Vegas. Be there. <laughs> Let's go. And every single one of you are like, yeah, I'm fucking in. <laughs> so thank you guys for being here. Chad, thank you so much for hosting this. Thank you for bringing uh, thank you. things out of your cellar and sharing some very, very near, dear beers that you hold on for, for 15 plus years, man. Like, holy oh, yeah. shit. Got some, got some vintage yeah. here. But thanks, man. And thank you guys for being here. Yeah? Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. On that note, my friends, until the next beverage. Cheers. Salute. Cheers. 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 This has been another episode of The Tastemasters. You can find us on Instagram at the underscore Tastemasters, Twitter at The Tastemasters, or on Facebook as The Tastemasters. Like, share, subscribe, DM us for any questions, or leave a review. Tell your friends. Thanks for listening. Produced and recorded at Fuse Audio. Give them a follow at Fuse underscore audio.